the host of the After Hours Entrepreneur Podcast, the founder of Mark Savant Media, a company that helps busy professionals build status and sales with podcasts. Please welcome to Dealcasters, Mark Savant. What's up? What's up? What's up? Oh, Mark, thank you so much for uh, for coming on. This is not hyperbole. I think you know when we talk about podcasting, I think uh, there's a, there's a lot of blurry lines out there, and people immediately think, okay, well, I you know I have to do podcasting. I have to, you know, my business needs to, you know, I need to do this, and do this, and do this, and do this. You have a really great, unique story because you didn't start in the podcasting industry, you had other stuff going on. And then you realized that podcasting was something that not only could help launch you as an entrepreneur, but it gave, like you became passionate about it. And it really helped you develop a new business that allowed you to live life on your terms with your family and what you're doing now. And I'd love for you to be able to share that unique story with our audience. Oh, Chris, thanks so much. I can't say I just can't express in words how passionate I am about helping people find find your why. And I know for years, I woke up hating Mondays. I would stare at the ceiling on Monday morning and be like, uh, I have to go do this for the next eight hours of my life. Soul-sucking work. And it's so many people are living this life. So many people. Mm. And eventually, one day, I just decided, you know, I was, I was cranky. I was angry at my wife. I was getting into arguments with my kids. Nothing was working. I was just really unhappy. I said, something has to give. This just cannot proceed. And I started looking at all these different sorts of businesses, right? I'm still working in my insurance job daytime. And then in all my free time, I'm looking at other businesses that I can get into. I looked at everything from Amazon FBA. Shout out to Amazon, by the way. (laughs) I looked at uh, writing children's books and illustrating children's books. Kind of, kind of crazy there. I even looked at opening up a mattress store, nice real estate insurance. Um, but what really got me going was when I was when I just considered I'm listening to podcasts every day trying to figure this stuff out. Why don't I just start one? And it, you know, podcasting is not for everyone, but it was for me, and and I, I just love the space so much. That's killer. And and so the the wonderful part about this is that there are so many people, and I don't know if you want to call it imposter syndrome or or whatever, that go, you know, I'm going to start a podcast, but I have this network that's, you know, pretty good, um, but I really would like to have this person on my podcast. I really would like to have this person on my podcast. And I look at the people that you've had on your podcast, and it's everyone from Chris Doe to Roberto Blake to... Uh, Pat Flynn. There's just like the like if you're going to look at maybe the Mount Rushmore of of podcast guests, um, you've you've had many of them uh, on on your show, and you know a lot of people go, you know, I just can't do that, you know, and then maybe they want to know the secret uh, of doing that, you know. And I'm not telling, I'm not asking you, hey, give us, you know, Mark, give us the shortcuts, right, so that I don't have to do all the work that you did, right? But how? How did you get all of these folks on your podcast, even maybe before you were where you're at now? Bro, Chris, to me, the connections are the best part about podcasting. Yeah. It's unbelievable. The The first show that I launched, the, the Awesome Dad Show, I had, I was within a month, within a month, I had no broadcasting experience. I had no media experience. I had no marketing experience. I was an insurance, I was do, selling insurance all day. No experience. I had no business. In this industry, within a month, I had Super Bowl champions on my podcast. I had I was landing presidential candidates on my podcast. I had landed a meeting with the mayor of our city. This is within thirty days of the show going live. That's amazing, super powerful, right? And I could tell you all the things I did to make that happen, but instead, I'm going to fast forward to to where I'm at now, four years in the future, um, because I have a lot more insights now. I learned a lot through those those times. So. If you want to get an amazing guest on your show, the first thing to think about is, is how can I provide value to this person? Is that person launching a new book? Do they have a paid community? Do they have a course? Do they have a podcast? Are they posting on Instagram every day? Where, what are they doing? And just try to give them as much value there as possible. Again, someone dropping a new book, that's a perfect time to get them on your podcast because they got a book. They want to tell everyone about their book. Um, if someone's dropping bombs, Brad Lee style every day on Instagram, 
follow them. And as soon as they drop it, drop that com that post, leave a quick comment. Boom, boom, boom. Hey, what's up? If, if you, when you start repeating this, then you start to show up and people start to recognize your, your face in their feed. Um, and that's when you can go to the DMs and say, hey, love the post today. Would love to get you my podcast. What's up? And, and that's another powerful way. And then the third, just a quick takeaway uh, yeah. that's been successful for me is join their community. Mm. A lot of creators have great communities that are maybe 50 bucks a month, 100 bucks a month, 200 bucks a month. Um, join their community. They will mm. almost always want to give you back value. I love that. Okay, there's there's a number of things that we can totally unpack there because there's a lot of uh, Amazon influencers, podcasters that that watch our show, that listen, team replay, or uh, hear uh, live. And I think the last thing you said is invest. Really, yeah. I mean, if you're going, you've got to invest, and not just invest in a microphone, not just invest in the Shure MB7X that Jim's sounding so buttery smooth in tonight. It's not just the the camera, um, the the whatever uh, you know, all of the stuff here in the in the Amazon carousel. It's investing in your business, which means joining communities, which means increasing your network. All of those things are you know can be free. There's things that you you can get for free by you know joining certain things that are, but investing in your community is monstrous. And I think a lot of people, for whatever reason. Just want to get as much as they can for free without going, hey, you know what? Um, you know, Roberto Blake has this thing that, that will cost, you know, X amount per month. You know, well, maybe I can just figure out what I can get for free and, you know, what you're going to, you're going to get what you pay for, right? Yeah. List, nothing wrong with free, right? Nothing wrong no, with free. Right. No, not you know, at all. Not but, at all. But I hate using. I by the way, I hate using the word "but" because basically just means forget everything I just said. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, okay. comma, however, uh, anyway, um, when you when you when you do pay to be part of someone's community, it's not. I don't go in, into that with the sole purpose of the only thing I want from this is to get that person on my podcast because these communities have a lot of like minded people. A lot of people that, to your point, Chris, are not just looking for the free stuff. They're looking to invest in themselves. Yeah. So if we are the average of the five people we spend the most time with, if our network truly is our net worth, spending time with people that are investing in themselves levels you up a notch, right? And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being, being free. I'm in free communities. I do a lot of free things. I think they're great. There is a next tier of, of, of business, of monetization, of podcaster, as it were, when you start getting into paid communities. And I'll give you a perfect example. I had Travis Chappell on the show recently. Uh, he's the awesome. founder of Guestio, a host of uh, Build Your Network podcast. And you know he really stood out to me because he had sent me an email. I'm on his email list. It said, I joined a $100,000 mastermind. And I'm like, what? A hundred thousand dollar mastermind? That's nuts. That's a, that's a pretty big deal. That's a pretty big deal. But when he started, and you'll have to listen to the episodes coming out in a couple of weeks. But when he started laying out what happened after he did that, I'm like, okay, it starts to make sense now. You're landing this mm. client in this deal, in this tech, in this partnership, in this venture. Because you know, when you're in a, a mastermind with people that have a hundred thousand dollars to spend. Rule number one of business, make sure that the people you're selling to actually have money to buy. Mm. Right. And so when you're surrounding yourself with people that have money, it, 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 it levels you up and it builds up more opportunities. Well, and I, and I love what you said though too, Mark, about... Let, and I want to go back to the word invest. Because Chris and I talk about this all the time. People will say, well, it costs this, it costs that. But if you're in business, you're making an investment in yourself or in your business. And so your time is an investment. So whether it's a free group, whether it's a paid group, you're investing your time. So even if it's a free group and you're investing your time, you need to make sure that it's worth it, right? And that you're not wasting your time. Because that's one thing, as I always say, that we can never get back. So I think that's one of those important things that too many people get caught up in the, oh, I'm having to spend money. But it's like, you know, you need to be evaluating this stuff from time to time. You know, Chris beats me up from time to time about all the Things that I invest in subscriptions, and uh, I and I do know I need to go and look at that uh, sometimes. Say, am I using this? If I'm paying for it, but uh, but I, but I love how you look at that as an investment. Absolutely, an investment. Absolutely, and 
you know, you get this when you're trying to build your first six figure business. There's a lot of expenses. You got your desk, you got internet, you've got insurance, you've got the equipment, the beautiful equipment. So I, you know, for me, I think prioritizing what's the next step in this process and just continuously reinvest in myself rather than, you know, in a 12 pack every weekend or or whatever, right? Just trying to get priority straight on what you're investing in. Um, Certainly an important, certainly an important thing. So, Mark, when you started Mark Savant Media, when you started in this podcasting business, was it a side hustle? Was it something that originally started as something on the side, sort of like after hours, and then eventually you graduated to that point? Because I think a lot of people don't know when to cut that cord, right? Working on the business, in the business, that kind of stuff. What uh, What's that part of your journey about? Yeah, so I mean, I just love the way this interview is going. We're just like going straight through my, my, my doomed days, my my horrible Mondays, uh, <laughs> and so I launched this podcast. I'm getting Super Bowl champions. I'm getting all these amazing people. I'm like, this is awesome. I love this. I I hosted the Awesome Dad Show for about a year, and at the end of a year, I said, "Where are we at?" And I I knew I wanted to generate income from the show. I knew I wanted to leave my day job. That was I, I had that vision in mind. The After Hours Entrepreneur, though, I, or excuse me, the Awesome Dad Show, I wasn't generating income from. People weren't paying me to teach them how to be a better dad. In fact, 60% of my listenership was female. So it was, it was, there's all hmm. kinds of surprising things that happened when I look at the data and whatnot. What people were paying me for was to help them with their podcast to help them with their Instagram, to help them with video clips. They're, they're paying me for a lot of different things because I, I didn't have clarity yet. Which, by the way, if you really want to leave that day job, as soon as you can get super clear on who you serve, what their problem is, how you can solve that problem and what success looks like, that's when things take off. That's when things take off. It took me a while to get there, to answer your question. Mm. It took me a while to get there. I was trying all these different solutions for all sorts of different people until I finally... About a year ago, Chris, Jim realized podcasting. I'm not worried about all this other stuff. I want to help people build status and sales with podcasts. I want to work with busy professionals. And once I got that clarity, I started diving in. It was like client, client, more client, mm-hmm. group. I have a, you know, I have a group of for podcasters as well. And that's continued to grow. And it got to this point where I'm like, I think we got something. Mm. It took a long time to get here, but we think we got something. And just three months ago, I was able to leave the job. I was able to leave that day job and focus solely on this. And it's, I, I want this for more people because it's, yeah, it, 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 it is completely transformed who I am. And we need more people doing this because anytime you go into a restaurant, retail establishment, nobody wants to be there. I, Very yeah. true. There was, Very I saw true. this TikTok video of this, the, this person who was screaming that, that they had to go to Starbucks on the weekend, that their boss had given them a weekend job. I'm like, I hear you. You got to start something. Yeah, the other thing I love, you and I, you and I have a very similar uh, uh, businesses, Mark. And, and it's, it, I have an, an abundance mindset and there's plenty of podcasters out there, right? So, um, and I think you and I, you know, should talk after the show and uh, absolutely, you know, connect and and help each other. But I, the other thing I love about your stuff and, and your business is that there is a done for you element and there's a DIY element. And so, you know, as as someone that is that works with other podcasters. Um, you have conversation with someone and sometimes that conversation is like, well, this person kind of knows enough to be dangerous about how to get something up on a podcast host and how to do this and how to do that. I can just show this person how to do that, maybe consult them and, and kind of walk them through how to do it. Maybe their VA and, and sort of, you know, tell them how to do it and then send them on their way and go, you know, have fun. And I hope you're, you're able to monetize and, you know, come back to me if you need, you know, uh, for me to consult. But you also have, and this is what, what I uh, do in, in, in the business that I have. And that is you don't want to know about any of that stuff. You just want to show. You just want a podcast. You just want to be able to walk down into your office, fire up your camera, your microphone, 
have a guest in front of you and be able to have a show and you handle it. So in your business, you know, you have sort of both. So how have you been able to, to manage that with, uh, with Marks Amount Media? Really important question, really important point, I think, that you just laid out here, Chris. It, and we, I kind of alluded to this a moment ago. It, if, if you're going to be able to leave your job, if you're going to build at least a, get to that six-figure mark, we need to get clear on what problems we solve. What's mm. the problem that people have and how can I solve it? And my, my big ticket offer is that production, the, pro, the podcast launches, the weekly production. That's big ticket though. Not everyone is spending... on services and consulting, right? For whatever reason, they're not there. I was getting off of so many phone calls with people like, Mark, I love you. I want this podcast to work. I want to make it happen. I don't have five grand for podcast launch. I just don't have it. And I was like, I hear you. How can I still provide value to this person? I don't, you know, how can I find a way to work with this person? And so I launched... This, this community, the Podcast Font Pro community in January or so. And we just meet once a week and we, we talk about, hey, what, what are you working on? What's, your, what's winning? How can we refine our messaging? How can we generate more income from this show? How's your ad? How's your running ads to your show? How's that traffic look? Are they real listeners? Are they just robots? What are we looking at here? And so by melding the minds together, it's been a really powerful, uh, really powerful experience which solves a problem, which solves a real problem that podcasters run into, which is loneliness, not knowing what Mm. you don't know, connecting. And so it's been really powerful there. The goal though, however, and again, when we're building a business, we do want that cohesive strategy throughout, I believe. The goal though is, hey, you get a, you get in in a lower level in a, in a community that's inexpensive. You learn what it's like to work with me. You learn what it's, what it's like to build your podcast. And eventually, when you get to the point where you can afford it, who are you going to choose? You're going to go with Mark Svant Media because right. Mark Svant Media gave you the low ticket offer mm-hmm. and we helped get you to the higher ticket offer. And that's a, that's a way that I really like to think about businesses. How can I impact people at the lower ticket level so that when they're ready at the higher ticket level, they're hopping on board? Um, and I'll just give one shout out to Alex Hormozzi that's his whole, that's his game. Yeah. That's the Alex Hormozzi game with the $100 million offer is I'm going to give you all this stuff for dirt cheap because when you make it, you're going to come back and you're going to find me. Um, and so far that that's been, we're, we're in the planting seed phase. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. Because I mean, it, 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 even if you're a company that's fairly well known, when you first start a podcast, you really got to build the reps you got it you know it's your first podcast is is not going to be as great as your second one it's not going to be great as your third one so you have to it's so it's almost like you know start here and then you're everyone's going to get better you're going to get better if you're you're producing it uh they're going to get better because they're you know at, at being a podcast host or or guest on other things which I'd, I'd love to get into as well because typically you're you're a podcast host you host a you know uh you have a number of podcasts, NFTs and, and after hours as well. Um, but tonight you're the guest. You're on the other side. You don't have to push any buttons. We're, uh, we're pushing the buttons for you. Um, speaking of pushing buttons, there we do have a question here on Amazon from our friend Jeff C., who does Social Media News Live. So if you're not following Social Media News Live with Jeff C. and Grace Duffy, it's the best show on the interwebs. And so Jeff's got a uh, great question. What are some of your tips, Mark, on marketing? your podcast business? Oh, it's such a great question. And I think that probably the most important thing for a, a business owner is thinking about is, where am I going to get sales from? Where, where are they coming from? Where are we going to get them? And uh, you know, a lot of people say word of mouth. And word of mouth is certainly important. For me, I just try to put my face in front of as many people as possible. right? And that can be just doing something like this, going on a podcast tour. Yeah. Try to get on as many podcasts as you can. I mean, there's a reason why this industry is blowing up right now. And that's because marketers, influencers, authors are learning that podcasts are a great way to spread a powerful message to many people. So that's one way. And that that works. You will get clients by doing that. Um, I love going to networking events. I don't know if I'm a sadist of some sort, but (laughs) they're so (laughs) easy to get to, right? Like, 
if, if you really wanted to, you could be in a networking meeting every day of the week, just on Zoom. Mm. And that's a great way of meeting potential clients. Now, one of the things that I, I have really worked on and refined, and again, one of the things we work on a lot in the group is how can I refine a really clear message that speaks to the person that needs to hear me, right? Because one of the problems that comes in those networking groups is everyone is just tuning everyone out until it's their chance to talk. You know what I mean? Right. <clears throat> That's not where you want to be when you're in a networking group, especially on Zoom. You want to look good. You want to have some nice gear. You want to have some, some hot lighting. Mm. Got to have a, a decent yeah. mic. And you don't listen. You don't have to have a $400, $500 mic. You can spend 80 bucks. You get a really nice mic. The ATR2100 was awesome. I still have. It. I still use it. Um, so the ATR2100 is a great mic. But um, getting into networking groups, and, and I want to give a little bit, I'm just been loving books recently, so I'm shouting out a bunch of books. I want to yeah. shout out Donald Miller's Story Brand. Great book. Awesome. And he has a little exercise in the end of the book that is just so good. And I kind of alluded to it earlier, but it's developing a one-liner that really impacts people, that really that really makes people like stop and listen. So generally, you want to build a one-liner that revolves around who your ideal customer is. Who are they? You're not, you can't be everything to everyone. Who do you want to work with? What's the main problem? What's the main pain point that they have? What's your solution? And what is success going to look like after they've in, experienced your solution? And mm. the better you are at refining that message and refining those four things, the more powerful your messaging is going to be, the more powerful your marketing is going to be everywhere across the board. Um, but in yeah. this example, I mean, this is how I'm meeting people in networking groups and I'm, it, it works. I'm landing clients and it's, it's fun. It's fun talking to people. And it also, by the way, doesn't hurt when you're in a fun and exciting interest uh, industry. Right. Every, every meeting I go to, everyone's like, I'm a realtor. I do <laughs> payment processing. I do mortgages. And I'm like, I help busy pot, busy professionals build status and sales with podcasts. And they're like, you do what? Yeah. I run a podcast agency. And then everyone just wants to park next to you in the, in the room. So, so if you could for me, Mark, just because you you breeze through that, let let me hear that again. I help busy professionals. How's how does that go? Again? Help busy professionals build status and sales with podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, that is what we call a golden ticket. That is that's how you do it. And listen, you may not have that. It may not be exactly what Mark said, and it probably isn't. But when you hear that, you know exactly what it is. You know exactly who he's serving. You know exactly, you know, what he can do. I, you know, we talk a lot about Mark, um, identifying who your avatar is, right? And this is what we're talking about, identifying who your key listener is, who your key, uh, consumer, your, your viewer, whoever that is, what their problems are, and then your content. What you're, what you're doing is solving those problems, right? Dealcasters is here on Amazon and all of these other places because we want to solve the problem that people have with presenting and producing shows, producing podcasts, producing live streaming. This is what we're doing. But you added another element to that, and that is the results. You're envisioning the results, the success that they have and adding that to that. How do you do that with your clients? Like what is what are some examples of of, you know, maybe some clients that you work with that you know what their ideal results are and how did you get to that point? So with with any business, right? Painting a picture of what success looks like, that's super super important. Whether it's, mm. you know, politics and what life's going to be like when they when they elect you or whether it's in a business, what it's going to be like when they give you a dollar or $10,000 or a hundred, whatever your offer is, right? Um, painted success is really important. And I think the best way, at least for me, was, was listening and paying attention. And, and quite frankly, paying attention, not necessarily to my customer, but paying attention to my competition, mm -hmm. right? You, one of the fastest ways to get ahead in your business is to look at what your competitors are doing. What are the successful competitors doing? There's a reason why they're doing that. And that's probably because they understand that that's what works. You know, if you're speaking to busy professionals and you're not talking about money, 
you're you're missing there's something missing there. That's why they that's why everybody talks about money when they're talking to busy professionals because that's that's the major major pain point. That's what success can look like. Um so that that's that's part of it, right? Looking at your competitors, what are they doing? What does success look like? What how can you be different? Um but then there's another aspect to that. And this is can be really powerful, it can get you into trouble. And that's saying this is the status quo. This is what everybody else is doing. This is why I do it differently. I don't do it that way. I do it this way and this is why. And that's a really powerful tool for differentiating, going against the status quo. And you know, I've been I've been looking at different ways to to do that, but one of the ways that I've been looking at doing that in the podcasting industry specifically is by really honing in on helping people land guests that want to pay to be on the show. Wow. And this, sometimes people, podcast purists get angry when I start talking like yeah. this. They start to get I'm, angry. I'm not going to get angry, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm slipping down a slope right now, but Mark, we're going to get into it. I, just, I love it. I want, I want to hear all about this, man. Well, yeah. I mean, I, uh, I guess I'll, I'll toss the mic back over, you know, to y'all, but <laughs> I, I found that in the, in the industry, nobody talks about paying guests. Everyone is, but here's the reality that you have these podcast booking agencies that are making thousands, tens of thousands of dollars finding guests. And you're the host, you're the podcaster. You're the one who's putting blood, sweat, and tears. You, you told, I mean, you mentioned Chris backstage that you edited eight episodes today. Yeah. And the, the, the problem is that the vast, vast majority of podcasters are doing all this work, tens of hours of every week. They're not getting paid anything. Hmm. And and I think that I I would like to change that narrative. I like to change that to your guest. You want to come in front of the the business, the audience that I've built over the past year, two, five years. There's a there's a there's a guest experience charge, and that helps with the production of the show. That helps to improve the quality of your show because now you should have some cash coming in. You have some cash flow. Um, and so that's the tip of the iceberg. But I'm very passionate about this because I think it's a really and people get get very upset too when I start talking yeah. like this. But <laughs> but but you know but you know what market podcast movement there was definitely some conversation about this. And I I actually when I thought about it right like you take a step back for a second it's like okay if you're going to bring on your business that's looking to make money you're going to come on Mark Savant's show and talk about something that when you get in front of his audience who has the target audience that's going to make those purchases. I get that. It's like, you know what? I'm I'm bringing you into my house and you're going to walk away with money in your pocket if you do your job because Mark's going to do his. So as much as I think initially, right, you get that, oh, I never pay to... You know, it's one of those, never say never because you might find that actually there's some value and you're also, uh, you know, it, it's going to be tough. And, and our friend Jesse is like, is saying the same thing. He likes the idea but it is going to be hard to adopt. But I have seen there are some people that are like are paying to be on podcasts. Or I think there's even Chris, you you've talked to me about this a little bit. I think there's some networks where they all like pay to be in it, and then they're on each other's yeah. shows. Well, I mean, and I think it's you know, Mark, Mark, you you mentioned this. It's like there's a lot that goes into this. Uh, not just the amount of money for the the equipment and the gear and the hosting and and all of that, but the time that goes into it. And after a while, you're okay. Um, the downloads don't warrant the sponsorships and um, like all of the the, the monetization um, that that goes into it. So everybody's looking. Li- listen, we're on Amazon. We're monetizing here on Amazon. There's that is no secret. When you click on Amazon and you see Dealcasters, it says. We're part of the Amazon Influencer Program, and we make commissions based on what is sold here. Okay, that's monetization. And why wouldn't you want to say, okay, two four percent of whatever's purchased on this show goes to us as commission at no cost to you? That's fair. That's absolutely fair. And what you're talking about, Mark, is fair as well. If there is a value for value trade. That's going on here. This way, it's why I like, and I don't know, Mark, if if you're familiar with what's going on with value for value, and and what Mark uh, Courier's doing, um, or Adam, sorry, Adam Courier, the Podfather is doing with value for value, and uh, I'm sure you're you're aware of this, you know, being in the NFT space and and 
where you basically Satoshis are go, you know going out of your digital wallet while you're listening to a podcast because it's like okay if I'm getting value by listening to social media news live with Jeff C and Grace Duffy and um, I want to pay them X amount of money and that could be five dollars an episode so every time I listen to something for 45 minutes they're getting five dollars I'm just throwing this out you know Jeff I would probably pay you more than five dollars but you know, my point is this, like if, if I feel like I get value every time I listen to After Hours Entrepreneur, then I should pay for that. I pay for cable for I don't, that I don't even watch, right? And so why would I, why would I not want to pay uh, Mark Savant for valuable content that I can, I'm now listening to for free? Um, and so everyone is scrambling to look for, op, you know, opportunities to, to monetize. So I, I totally understand uh, what you're saying, but there's, you know, the traditionalists, it's kind of like major league baseball traditionalists. It's like, you will not, you know, pay to be a guest or, you know, on a podcast. It's, uh, it's, it's, just, it's crazy. There's, yeah, there's a, there's a lot. And I'm, you know, I'm speaking to, you know, my attorney about this and various issues that pop up with, with bringing on paid paid guests and paid sponsors and such, so on and so forth. I think though, at the reality, at the end of the day, is the, there's the vast majority of podcasts die before episode 10. And, you know, yes. I think that because we, we don't, you know, these people, they, you know, they, we don't see the return. Um, you know, sure, the return can be far off, but I don't think it needs to be. I don't think it has to be. I think if you're, I love the word invest, which 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 brought up a few times here, but in, you know, investing in yourself, investing the time, uh, it pays it pays off big. You, you're you're just not going to be satisfied waking up doing the same nine to five every day, working for a boss, eventually getting phased out because there's some 19 year old that knows how to do TikTok and you don't, and <laughs> or or understands how to do metaverse sales and you don't believe in the metaverse or whatever. You're going to get phased out. Now's the time. And, you know, podcasting is, is a very powerful tool. I love podcasting, obviously, and helping more people get into it and stay involved with it. You know, it's, it's, it's a really, it's a really great. We, you know, there's so many great voices out there. And as, as more and more people leave traditional media sources, they're going to find you. They're going to find your podcast. And there's got to mm. be ways for you to generate income. So that you can keep the show rolling, baby. You can keep that message going. That's what I want to see. I love the passion, man, and and it's it's why I got into this business as well. Because you, it, and I don't, I don't know if if it, you know, I don't want to speak for you, but I saw a bunch of people that were doing great that had great content. They just didn't have their act together in terms of how to do a podcast, and you know, their audio maybe was wonky or their video was wonky, but they had really good valuable content. I was like, you know, I can help this person. I can help this person launch their show and and get them, you know, to the point to where they need to be because this is I, I would love for more people to be able to to hear this. And you and you saw the success early on, right? Where it was like, you know, you start to do a podcast and all of a sudden you're getting found. Yeah. Well it I wouldn't say that I got found immediately, but one thing that did happen is when I started my podcast, I started thinking, this is again, about four years ago, I had no history in marketing. I was, I was thinking about what happens if I go to Google and type in Mark Savant or I go to LinkedIn, type in Mark Savant. I was not showing up. There's yeah. this other Mark Savant. He's a doctor in California. I see you, Mark. I see you, <laughs> Dr. Savant. And he was popping up everywhere. I could, not, mm. I could not top the charts. But I will say that over the course of the last few years, you can't, Dr. Mark Savant, I'm sorry, but you're gone, baby. You're gone. You can't find him anywhere. It's all you go Beautiful. in, you see Mark Savant Media on YouTube, and then the podcast and the guest <laughs> podcast. And then I'm I'm all over the place. So, you know, it's a powerful tool for being found. It's like a little battle you have with Dr. Mark Savant. <laughs> I love that. You know, but it's true. Google loves podcasts. And getting found is is, is like people talk about no like and trust all the time. Right. So and and the basis of your business is to get more sales, right? So you're working with you're working with clients to get more sales. And a lot of people look at that and they go, wait a minute, how is a podcast going to get me 
more sales. And so, you know, when someone asks you that question, you know, what, you know, what is, do you start with the search, you know, as, as far as, you know, hey, you get found and then, and then, you know, this is how it, it generates sales or what's that conversation look like? Well, it, you probably recognize this too. It depends on the client. It depends on their exact goal. It depends on the way that they want the, the exact benefit they want their business to, to return. Um, but I think that one of the best ways to generate sales from a podcast is, is using as a direct selling or maybe even an indirect selling tool. And I'll give you an example. A, a client of mine sells an, a very expensive DNA kit to um, uh, police agencies around the country, yeah. around the world, in fact. Um, it's expensive, tens of thousands of dollars, and it's, it's able to solve cold cases. It's really remarkable taking DNA off of 100-year-old bones and stuff. It's pretty wild. So he has this very expensive DNA kit. And what he does is he uses the podcast as a way of inviting decision makers onto the show. Says, hey, you know, today we've got the chief investigator from Denver PD. Hey, and you develop relationship, you build momentum, you build, you build, you lead with value. And then when done correctly, that can lead to a sale. That can lead to sales with that decision maker at that business. So it's a very powerful B2B sales tool, which is one of the reasons I like working with busy professionals because that that's, you know, it it's very easy to monetize a show very quickly when you're using it like that. Because how many times do you get this message on LinkedIn? Buy yourself to me, buy myself a buddy, buy myself. Five minutes later, you finish the paragraph and it's like, uh, click this link to buy now. That doesn't work. It doesn't work. And you know, it's much easier to say, hey, love what you do. Love to invite you on my show. It works almost every time. And yep. you're, you're, you're going into the sale leading with value. It's not take, take, take. It's give, give, give. And that changes the relationship dynamically right from the front. Well, and I guess too, going back to Chris's comment about Google loving podcast. I mean, now they're using, or, you know, still trying to figure it out. YouTube is going to have podcast. How are you? Looking at working with that, Mark, or are you? You're not really worrying about it because you're you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, well, you know, both for me and it, you know, my my show is on Google Podcasts. It's also on YouTube. YouTube is a great place. I think we're streaming live. What's up, YouTube? We see you over there. Make sure you hit the <laughs> like button, smash subscribe, <laughs> hit the share button. Do it, do it now. <laughs> Where's the bell? <laughs> yeah, hit the notification bell if you haven't yet. Make sure you check your Google Chrome extension. Yeah, all that stuff. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I love YouTube. I, you know, one of the things that's really interesting to me is Spotify and Spotify's yeah. place in the market. In, you know, I don't use Anchor as a host right now, but if you're hosting on Anchor, you have the ability to push a uh, video to Spotify. Right. And that's, a, that's something that I've got my eye on as well. Uh, Rumble is starting to pick up steam. I don't know where that's really? going to go, but they're, they're, they, they got, they're publicly funded now. So right. Rumble could be a thing. The last time I checked it out, it was it was just very political, which wasn't interesting to me. Um, but you know, th there's a lot of there's so many different players getting into this podcasting game, which is something that I try to pay attention to. Doing what worked 10 years ago, I don't think is a great is is a great way to go in way to the next phase of what happens next or the next decade. I'm looking to see how can I get in early, develop a relationship with this company early. Maybe mm. it's a financial relationship too. Maybe I'm exclusive there. I have a friend who got an exclusive deal with Spotify. He's making millions of dollars on just because of his exclusive relationship there. So how can I get in with a new company, see their need, see their problem, offer a solution, and then paint a picture for what success will look like, right? I just use that formula over and over and over again. And developing relationships with new up-and-coming platforms uh, is, a, is a great way to win. And I'll give you a perfect example. When you're setting up your podcast RSS feed, there's a lot of hosts that won't be suggested, or a lot of distributors. Right. And, and Ghana is the largest podcast distributor in India. A lot of people listen to it. A lot of people in India. Um, so I reached out to them, said, hey, I'm on your platform. Would love to collaborate. Let me know how I can help. And they actually tweeted out my show twice to their fans on Twitter. So shoot your shot. Try to yeah. connect. Try to build a relationship. 
I love that. And so we've we've talked about, um, and I need to hang on a sec here. Here we go. We've talked about this podcast. And so if you're on Amazon right now, um, or it, you listen to podcasts on whatever player, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts has come up. There's some great players that you may listen to, whether it's Pocket Casts or Overcast, which is another great app. Um, Amazon Music is a podcast player. And after, entre- after Hours Entrepreneur, wow, say that 10 times fast, right? Um, is available for free. Okay, for free, ladies and gentlemen. There's no better deal on dealcasters than free. And uh this there's I mean I'm not I'm not joking when I see how I mean Chris Doe, Pat Flynn, Sean Cannell, those that's just like Atomic Hat Roberto Blake. That's just like of the last 10 episodes I just named like again, Mount Rushmore uh of podcasters, live streamers, uh entrepreneurs. Right there. I listened to the Chris Doe episode, Mark. That was absolutely fantastic. Um, I love the way you put your episodes together, uh, by the way. Um, I'd love to nerd out with you on that. I'm not sure if our listeners uh, get into that or not. But I just, you know, there's so many podcasts, Mark, that um, you listen to. And the first thing you're hit with is little intro music and here's everything about me and here's what I like to do. And here's my, and it's the same intro sort of every time. And you have this really great way you stitch together your episodes uh, where you're, you're pulling out a nugget from the episode. You're putting it right at the front end. And it just is a nice hook. Because I think a lot of people that are putting together a podcast, they, they don't understand how that works. That, you know, when someone hits play, it could be the first time they've ever hit play on that podcast. And it could be the Hook Point podcast. It could be the Kristen Corpion episode. It could be the Blake Hutchinson episode. It could be the Chris Doe episode because they Googled Chris Doe. But you're hitting them with content right off the front that hooks them in. And then once you got them in for a few minutes, you got them. And I love, I love how that does. And I think that's an art form that a lot of podcasters, uh, really don't, uh, don't do. How did you, uh, how long did it take you to get to, to that point, uh, to, to where you were, you were putting together episodes like that? Gosh, I've experimented with so many different ways of doing it. It, I'll tell you what, it helps having a production team. It, yeah. it, it helps a lot, which again is why you need to generate income so you can pay people who can do it better than you. Um, but what I, what I learned is it, when, you're, when you're actually in the episode itself, you can take really brief and quick notes that help save you so much time in editing. Oh my gosh. And here's something that I do. Every once in a while or multiple times during an episode, the guest is going to say something you're like, Oh, that was really good. That's exactly why people are here. That's the problem that people need a solution for. And what I'll do is I'll just notate the time. Maybe it's 30 minutes in and I'll hit, I'll just put plus 30. Mm. Then I know when it comes back to editing, I want to take out this clip at 30 minutes. That's going to be the hook. Maybe that's going to be an Instagram reel or a TikTok video. And by, by being more thoughtful during the recording process, it makes my future self much happier. Because future self can spend date night with the wife rather than <laughs> trying to find the perfect moment during the episode. <laughs> I love how that's driving you. It's like date night. This is this is not the first time. Like pre-show, you were bringing up, uh, you know, right. date. And they had early date night early tonight, date night. and uh, you know, date night becomes and and that's important, right? Because I think. The whole idea behind why you're doing this is so that you can live life on your terms. And the biz, the, the job that you were in, you were like, this is not working for me. You know, I have more important things than working. And so I'm going to be able to dictate this stuff on, on your terms. So, t- you know, tell us about, tell us about that. Tell us about your family. Like what's, uh, you know, what is, what is your passion here for, oh, uh, for life? Family is, Family is 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 the driver. It's really what got me off my butt and got me working. the The challenge is when you're when you're leaving your job and you're building your first six figure year. A, it's a lot of fun because you're getting to work on this project. You're solving these problems all the time. It's like a video game in a way. 
Um, but you can start to become ex- obsessive about it. And like Denise says mm. here, date night is so important. <laughs> it, you know, I think about Walter White from Breaking Bad and, you know, he gets sick and all he needs to do is just needs to make a lot of money so he can leave his kids, you know, just so his kid can go to college and the home is paid off. That's all he needs. So he goes out and he cooks crystal, right? So he went a different, he went a different <laughs> route for anyone that doesn't, doesn't get that. Um, and I won't give spoilers. I will say this. If if you lose sight of what's important on that quest, you you it's not worth it anymore. The quest isn't worth it anymore. And mm. uh, I spoke to my wife about this the other day because she was she was saying, you know, Mark, you know, I feel like we don't spend any time together. Every Friday night, you're in your office and you're working, and we don't spend time. And what I did was I took a note from James Cleary's book, Atomic Habits, which. By the way, you get it on Amazon. That book is incredible. Atomic Habits, really, really good. Like you need to have bought it a week ago. So good. Um, and there's a section in Atomic Habits where James says the chances of you actually doing something double to quadruple if you actually write down when you're going to do it and where you're going to do it. And that was the problem that her and I had had. We said, "Yo, we're going to try to find some time on Tuesday night," and it just didn't happen. So what I did is I read that excerpt to her. I said, listen, I'm going to read. Because at first when I told her I'd have to put her in my calendar, she wasn't, she wasn't thrilled about it. Yeah, that's she not like, so romantic, is it? Yeah, like send me an email. She wasn't, <laughs> she, she didn't go for it at first. Um, but when I read that, that um, when I read that page from Atomic Habits, she was like, oh, okay, I get it. So we're, I've got her marked down. We're, we're marked down for date night at least 30 minutes every night this week. And um, wow. again, if if you it, it it's not worth building your six figure business. It's not worth leaving your job and building something if you don't get to spend time with those that you love. And if I I I can definitively say if you're not thoughtful about it, it it's very easy to get those things pushed off. It's very easy for family and friends to get pushed off the back burner. And that's it's not that's not where I want to be. I, I I love that so much, and uh, you know I think this word gets tossed around a lot. But what you're, what, if we're going to wrap that up into a word, it's being intentional, right? And yeah. that's you're 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 saying, okay, this is very very important for me, and in order for me to do this, I have to carve it out this way, and that way I know it can get done because it's that important to me, and that's um, that's why we do it. That's why you know uh, it, you know. That that's why we we have businesses. That's why we're entrepreneurs. That's why I left a job uh, working for Sony for 28 years because I'd rather be a father and a husband than whatever the title that I was that I had at Sony Music because that is your legacy. That's what you have. That's what's that's what's going to drive you. And that's you know. Um, and I don't I don't want to be like my coworkers were on their fourth spouse. Um, no. because you know i want i want the spouse i i chose um or i guess she chose me um <laughs> i don't know how that works <laughs> hopefully well, she's not watching right now but right so jim quick we got to put we got to put atomic habits i, in I the did Paris i, Pulse I, I already Ar- did. all right uh artist I, at, I, artist I, at I, heart denise lipka by the way you guys need to if you if anyone's watching uh on on amazon and if you haven't go over to dealcasters.live but go and search artist at heart um denise lipka is fantastic amazon content creator a wonderful human being who joined us uh at podfest and did this now you were at podfest mark right oh yeah oh yeah how did we not? How do we not connect at Podfest? How did, I, how did that? Uh, or, I or did we? You know, it that was, was such a blur. big. I, you know, I'm sure that that we at least. I, I remember. I, I'm sure that we at least shook hands briefly. But there were so mm-hmm. many people there. I know there were so many people. Yeah. It's there were people that I knew that I was excited to 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 see in real life that I didn't even get a chance to to say hi to because it was so so busy. I was there for four days. Um, cannot wait for Podfest again in January. It's going to be yeah. so fun. Um, are you are you going to speak there? Or are you I just, am. Are you going to attend and so can okay? You are okay. I'm going to be Excellent. speaking about uh, how to how to make a thousand dollars a month from your guests. That's what I'm speaking oh. about, and I'm going to ruffle oh. some feathers, baby. Well, I'm going to go in there prepared. It's going to be it's going to be good. But at the end of, right. at the end of the day, what's going to happen is the people that leave that session are going to walk away with a real 
strategy, real action, word templates on how they can actually start to make money on their show that same day. And that's what I want to see. Because if you can start making money, then you can use that money to run ad traffic. You can use that money for production. You can use that money to get your wife flowers. Whatever you want to do, you've got some money there to, to, to elevate the show. But more podcasters, more empowered with more cash means better shows, better he, lives. He, he probably didn't see us, Chris, because we were in a room for a full day. And <laughs> well, he was there for four. Where were we the other three, Jim? I guess we were well, recovering we, we, from the we day were that we were doing. recovering from the one day. And, right. and we, did, we did have to entertain our, our beautiful brides as well. James Hicks, we see you over on Amazon. Thanks for uh, joining you. Jeff C., he will be there in January uh, as well. So we, we need to have like a show with the, with the four of us and... and is is Grace going to be there too this time, Jeff? Grace better be there as well for uh, social media news live. But Mark, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for uh, for joining us. This has been um, one of, if not the most valuable show that we've had. I think you just dropped some some amazing uh, things that people can take in their entrepreneurial journey um, in their in their podcast. I mean, someone that is just starting out. Uh, has gotten so much value from this, and you know, someone who's done, been doing this for years, it, it's the same thing. And so, Mark, I appreciate you for uh, for joining us tonight. And so, for those of you that are watching, uh, make sure you uh, head on over to Mark Savant Media, um, and of course, we uh, the After Hours Entrepreneur, and and yeah, there it is. And uh, the NFT podcast that you have as well is called, and this also in our carousel. NFTs made simple. NFTs made simple as that, well. That sounds like my speed. Yeah, <laughs> you got to keep them simple. I, don't Do you get have me something started. That's I started talking about NFTs at Thanksgiving or at um during the summer to summer vacation, and then my whole family's like, "Mark, just stop, just just stop." <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> don't. I'm going to clear a room, start talking about NFTs, yeah. right? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> That's one of two ways to clear a room. <laughs> awesome. Thanks again, Mark. We appreciate you joining us, man. Oh, it's my pleasure. Um, yeah, Chris, Jim, make it a great day. Dealcasters, go pick up one of those books we talked about. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And uh, as always, ladies and gentlemen, don't fear the gear. Thanks for listening to Dealcasters. Congratulations, you've taken another step forward in your content creation journey. Please don't forget to hit the subscribe or follow button here in your favorite podcast player so you can be reminded every time we drop an episode. We love hearing from our listeners and viewers. And if you're wanting to watch our shows live on Amazon, feel free to follow Dealcasters Live as well at dealcasters.live. Follow us on Twitter, or subscribe to our YouTube channel where we also included added content that you cannot find anywhere else. If you have questions about this episode or have something you want us to review, you can also email us at dealcasters at dealcasters.live. Thanks again for listening. And you know the deal. Don't fear the gear.